When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Daily Stock Day Trading Podcast in my ears Guiding me through my hopes and fears Tune in daily, don't miss a single show Sign up for the newsletter, let us help you grow Taking risks, making moves, seeking success Together we'll conquer, no room for any less Listen now Good morning, it's Monday, November 6th I have no antidotes, no little stories, nothing Just getting set up Um... Brian, I will look at CREV in a little bit. I'm live on YouTube. If you guys didn't know, I go on live on YouTube and I record this podcast every morning and then I post it. Kind of my day is, okay, wake up, do my research, uh, have my breakfast, uh, look at a little CNBC, hop on, do scans, uh, hop on YouTube live, do the scans and and, and uh, then kind of hit record. Then I edit the, the podcast, post it up on Spotify, post a, an edited version on YouTube. Uh, and then I do the newsletter and I send out everything of that sort. If you want any of the links that you want to hear on this, go to linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash daily stock pick. And you'll see there's a ton of links. The Black Friday sale on TrendSpider is still going on. Um, there's a really good, in fact, I was going to wait until the end, but let's let's kind of put this up front because there's a really good Jason Krutsky from uh, TrendSpider who I might be doing a, an episode of the podcast with. Um, right here, he put a six minute and 38 second video together about TrendSpider and, and all that it can do. Um, things that I don't use, things that you should use, uh, everything. I would urge you to go over there and watch it. If you like it, then go to my link tree, click on this, and then you email me once you sign up. And the email is uh, uh, on the link tree as well. The specials are 296 for one year, $296 for that elite level. You need the elite level in order to use my algorithms. That's the yearly prepay. If you want a free seven-day trial, you just pay 50 bucks more. It's $351. That gets you a free seven-day trial. So you can try my algorithm on stocks. You can try the, the watch list. You can try the scanners, everything. And if you don't want to spend that money for a year, go monthly. You get free seven-day trial and it's 40 bucks. 40 bucks for the month. Try it from now until the end of the year. I think you'll be happy. Um, again, th- this this video, I'll link to it in the newsletter. If you want to sign up for the lo- newsletter or any of these things, um, just go to Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Daily Stock Pick, and you'll see it. So other than uh, kind of funny anecdotes, let's go over here to SPY. Uh, let's look at SPY. Where are we? Because most, and I put this in, the green line is support level. The red line is resistance. We are right here at 434 right now that we're trading in pre-market at 435. Um, That yellow shaded area, that's kind of the bottom at 420 and the top at 440. Those are the two areas of resistance that most analysts have uh, put out there. And, and, And that's why I say when we're in this, you have confirmation I will do a short YouTube video about what I mean when I say confirmation. I'm going to start doing short one-minute videos about terms that I use constantly so that you can uh, refer back to them. But confirmation is just over this nine-day EMA. Simple. You don't need TrendSpider to, to see if we have confirmation in a, in a stock. You can use any charting pl- platform that you like over the nine-day EMA. That's what I use as my confirmation. You might go to a five-day EMA. You may you might use an SMA instead of an EMA. Um, but you you just need to understand that in order to not trade against the trend, you need to find out a little bit about okay, this is my chart. This is where I'm going. Right here, we have confirmation. Yeah, there's gaps. There's a gap up here about 438. There's a gap down here between 431 and 432. You got gaps all over the place on this chart. If we pull back a little bit to, to try and see, we're, we're now below that 200-day. And below that 200-day, the 50-day is starting to move positive. 
if this death cross had more legs on it, I wouldn't expect this to turn positive so quickly. Now, here's what you have to realize. That while we're in this upward trend, and yes, we had one of the, I think it was the best week of the um, uh, the indices uh, all year, and November is seasonally strong, there are still headwinds of seriously bad things out there in the market. So you should absolutely 100% be careful. Uh, Seeking Alpha, I read this. There's four stocks to watch on Monday. Um, Blue Vacations, uh, it's crazy. It's more than doubled. BVH, uh, if we look at BVH on here. Uh, by the way, I would uh, go into more detail on SPY and QQQ. I just think this week you're probably going to be up other than any kind of thing. So uh, here's BVH. In pre-market, you are trading at 73 it closed on Friday at 35. 73 is not even in this chart. If we go back to a weekly on this one, this is what mergers and acquisitions will do. And if we're in the the, the world of mergers and acquisitions, then this could be a really, really good market. But uh, Hilton is buying this at 73, $73 is here. Way above all-time highs. Way above all-time highs. You can see this. I mean, they're just... In my mind, they're overpaying, completely overpaying. So I, I wouldn't chase either one of these. Um, uh, opening Bell Hilton, Grand Vacations, HGV. You're going to see HGV is probably down on this news because anybody buying another company, yeah, they're down two percent. It, it's a you know HGV has been in a this slump, and I think a lot of companies in the the the, the hotel business have been in a slump. But if you want to, uh, news like this, Seeking Alpha is free, by the way. If you use my link, then you can get $50 off if you want to upgrade. But you should absolutely use my link, sign up, and be using um, Seeking Alpha. It, it, even before I had a partnership with those guys, you guys know I would use them for news. I would use them for charting. I really, really like Seeking Alpha. Um, but there you go. There's a couple of things in there that you can look at. Uh, let's look at Uber. Because Uber has earnings coming out tomorrow before the bell. Uber has been in a crazy, should I say Uber, up uh, uh, upward trend um, just in the past couple of days. I mean, look at this. You were down at 42 and 41. You're at 46 now. In pre-market, you're at 48. Uh, I've been looking to get to 50, and that would be my exit. I do think that you're looking at probably a $60 stock if these guys have another cash flow positive uh, quarter. And if they are as strong as DoorDash was, look at in, in the, the Eats category, look at DoorDash. They reported earnings. They went from 75 to 92. If Uber is anything like that, and, and I think that Uber could absolutely be anything like that. I think you're looking at least at a $50 stock uh, when they report earnings. Tomorrow morning, again, that they, they came out. If we go over here, Finviz, and we look up Uber, you're going to be shocked because somebody came out on Friday. Uh, let me see. It was KeyBank with a $60 price target. The average price target is $58. That's why I say, I don't think 50 is too crazy. You do have a double top at around 48. You're kind of getting there today, uh, right before earnings. I don't think you're... Here's what I know about Uber. If you get into this and it comes back to 40, I put these this range in between 40 and, and 50. This was a long time ago that I put this in. Uh, I started identifying this as a buyback here. That's what they, you know, I didn't put this in today, uh, but it's coming up on earnings. So uh, speaking of earnings, earnings season is winding down. 400 of the 500 companies have already reported their quarterly financial results. Investors this week are still looking forward to updates this week from Walt Disney, Wynn, MGM Resorts, Occidental Petroleum, and DR Horton. Uh, Oxy, this is one that I own. I, I don't know that I'm uh, like, oh my God, you've got to get into earnings before Oxy reports. I do think you're probably looking at about $65, $68 stock, somewhere in that range. Remember, if you go over here and you look at Oxy, Warren Buffett, has been buying this um, tremendously. I think he owns like 25% of the company now. Um, you can see Occidental on uh, September 12th. They sold $127 million worth each um, in two days. It was like 5100 But they bought it right back. They bought it right back at 62 The cost was 25 
They sold it at 25. They bought this at $25 and they just sold for some profits. But that's nowhere, that's not getting them out of their ownership. They bought back at 62. That was 10 million shares. Then they bought back about 5 million shares of that uh, at $62. So they're just... You talk, you, there, there's a lot of questions about trimming, getting out of positions and stuff like that. This is what you do. Look at what Warren Buffett did. They sold uh, 10 million shares and then they got right back in with about 5 million because they know they want to be in this long term. They're just taking profits. That's all they're doing. Uh, I Listen, it's trading right now at, at, at 63.40. I think you're fine. I, I'm holding on to mine. Um, Oxy is one. Disney is another one. We have this in the core portfolio. I probably should get rid of it in the core portfolio. Um, here's the, the the big thing is their their earnings are coming up. I don't know what they're going to announce on earnings. Are they going to announce that the the I don't even know. I haven't looked it up. Is the Hulu deal done? This is kind of one that I'm hanging out here at ninety. Uh, I think my average purchase price is about ninety five. You got a gap up here between ninety five and ninety nine. So dollar cost average my way up. I wouldn't get into this before earnings because here's the thing. The RSI right now is at 60, 66. Uh, it dropped down to 62. The, the MACD just crossed up at 81. You're at 85. You're kind of sitting there. Okay, you're breaking the 200-day, but are you going to hold that 200-day? The 50-day is turning positive. I just don't know that I'd, I'd necessarily play this on earnings. Um Understand my 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 reluctance in this name comes from this. You had a payment of a hundred million subscribers or three hundred million subscribers, two hundred million subscribers, whatever it was, that were paying for cable services, and you were paying for ESPN. That's in decline. The people who aren't paying for cable or have now moved away from cable. And yeah, you're going to have this uh, direct-to-consumer, DTC is what it's called, for ESPN at some point in time. And those people will pay for it. But while the, the people who will pay for it will go direct-to-consumer, the 100 or 200 million that weren't even watching uh, ESPN, but the cable companies were paying Disney to have ESPN in the bundle, and they were paying a, a large amount. Understand, I used to work for the cable company. And I'd say 30 to 40% of your actual uh, basic cable bill was for ESPN. Just ESPN. That's how much it was. I can't imagine what it is today. It's probably even higher. Um, but the, the decline in, in the, you know, in Charter, I think, it, no, it was Comcast that said this. Hey, we're losing basic cable subs, but we don't care because we're gaining in in um, in in, in uh, broadband subs. And then Charter comes out and says, "You know what? We're not going to pay Disney for ESPN. We don't care how many people leave. We have uh we have the broadband." So I I, I just don't see where Disney's getting the the benefit from their content right now, and it's just uh. Berkshire posts a 40% jump in operating earnings, cash pump, cash swells. Oh, God. Uh, Berkshire's just a, such a great buy. But Disney, yeah, I, I don't know that I'd get in on that one. Eh, that's a bit of a, of a thing. Let's look at Berkshire. Berkshire's up 0. 0.64, 354. Here's what I'd say about Berkshire. If you want to get into anything insurance, anything safe, that yellow line I put in there at 363, you're at 351. I don't think you're down here at about 3.30, probably the time to buy. Last week, uh, the the low, 3.32. 3.32, the week before, 3.30. I think at that 50-day, what is the time to buy? Are you, are you sad that you're buying at 3.53? No. If Oxy pumps this week, they'll be fine. Uh, let's look at Wynn, uh, MGM, and those guys. Well, look at MGM. MGM Resorts, uh, they, they report... MGM and Win, we they they they, I think it's Win or somebody has a, um, a, a exposure to Macau in China, and that's the one you probably want to stay away from. But uh, you know, I'm not great at these casino ones. In my mind, the one casino that I do have an investment in and I consider a casino, DraftKings, and and like I said here, buy it under, sell it over. You're 34 right now. There's no reason to sell it right now because you have confirmation. There's the confirmation. But here, right before earnings, you bought it at 28. 
You like my algorithm? Go and buy the Trend Spider. This one alone, uh, you lose 14% over, uh, over two years. Over two years. If you bought and held, you lose 20%. But, but you can kind of pick and choose when you want to get in, when you want to get out. At $30 mark for me, buy it all day long underneath it, sell it all day long over it. I don't know if it's going to go back above there. I mean, we talk about Roblox all the time. I tell people to you know not be greedy. This effort is at 35 right now. $30 was the buy point on this one. Anything under? Yeah, just be patient. You'll be fine. Now you got the 50-day coming up here, the 200-day. You could have a golden cross in the next couple of days right before earnings. They report on November 7th, tomorrow. So Roblox is one. I mean, you know, keep an eye on this one. The growth names have been a crazy, crazy surge. Um, this is the 24th time the Russell 2000 closed at a 52-week low, then surged to its four-day rally in at least three months. A year later, the small cap index was higher 100% of the time with a median return of 25.6. So that's IWM. IWM is the Russell 2000. Again, it posted a low, uh, a 52-week low back here, okay, in October, then surged to its best four-day rally in at least four, three months. A year later, when this happens, one year later, the Russell 2000 was higher 100% of the time with a median, just an, a median, which means the middle return of 256 so if we're calling October the bottom again, that's probably, and, and what they're suggesting, and I'll include a, a link to this tweet by Jason Geberfeld. I don't, I think that's how you say his last name. Um, but there's a nice chart in here that explains it uh, right here. Median return, 12 months later, 25. So IWM might be one to keep an eye on. Gepford, Gepford. Uh He's been one that I, I followed a couple of times. Post nice charts. Post great, great charts. Um, I like this, but he points out exactly where this happened and how many times. And then a, a year later, yeah, 25.6. So it, it's a good, good option for you to try and you can put this into TrendSpider. You can model that on IWM. Absolutely, you can model that. Um, best performing large cap stocks of this past week. Uh, top, and we'll go over all of them. I won't include the charts. If you want a chart uh, in, in the newsletter, just comment below the newsletter and let me know if you want a chart. I'll put it in the next day. But Roku, up 50% in a week. In a week, Roku was up 50%. Shopify, up 32%. 32%. Yeah, right down there. Look at all those little numbers that I put in there. Shopify, I think it's a $70 to $80 stock. By the end of the year, you're at $61. I've been adding to that one. We talked about Uber and DoorDash. DoorDash up 30% in a week. Yeah, 30% one week. Look at that chart. Pinterest, this one up 27% in a week. In a week. And look, between earnings, this one was just capitulating. Then it sank. And oh my God, you had a heart attack. But then, oh my God, you, ha- you came back. DraftKings, DKNG. Uh, this one was up 26%. Uh, yeah, buy it under 30, sell it over 30 all day long. Uh, Palantir, uh, up 25%. I won't go over each one of these, but this, this is just an example of the craziness of the market that we're in. Some of these are just up too fast, too, uh, too soon. Uh, one thing that I do want to tell people, and a lot of people bought TrendSpider over the past month or so uh, with the $250. Remember, in my algorithm, do not include after hours. So if you're up here, go into settings and go into data. Do not include extended hours for my algorithm. It throws off the skew. Somebody posted a chart with me. I forget who, but just understand, do not include after hours because what it'll do is it will include those, um, uh, all of those in the, the moving averages and it just doesn't work the same. So you can, if you want, I just don't think that it returns uh, as good a, uh, a good of return. Um, I think you want the, the four hour candles, the two candles per day. It puts in, I think four candles instead of two. So it's, it's just a little wacky. Um, warrior trading. You guys know this guy, Ross Cameron. He, um, he's famous for taking a, I think $100,000 account to $10 million. 
uh, by trading options, trading high volatility. He's got a free scanner. Uh, from Warrior Trading, and it's a day trading scanner, and it's the top stocks to scanner of the most active t- stocks today. And you can use this scanner. I'll include the link in the um, in the the newsletter. Uh, I I like to use personally. I go over to investing.com. I think it is. Let me see. Um, stock websites. It's my pre market movers. It's investing.com slash equity slash pre market. Um, yeah, and you can see the pre-market movers. It updates live. Uh, Oren Graham Holding, OGI, is up 32%. Um, this doesn't include that Hilton Ventures one, so which is up like 100 There it is. Pre-market top gainers, blue-green vacations, up 105%. Oregram Holdings, uh, up 32%. Celadex, th- this is only up 105% because the, the number's crazy. That, that If you want to short, if you want to buy a put... Let's see if Blue Green Vacations BVH has something. Uh, I mean, that's just an overreaction. Twin Ridge Capital up 2,472%. That's crazy. Here's the top pre-market losing. I like this page, but Warrior Trading, he is famous for taking his uh, his uh, small account to a larger account. So it's worth, uh, worth watching. Maybe it's something that you like. Um, how to value a stock. Uh, I saw that there's there's two uh, two things two slides in this eight ways to value a stock from CMG Venture Group. I actually like this newsletter. The graphics this this person puts out this group puts out, I am just in awe of. I mean, I I really like this. Um, eight ways to value a stock. PE. You guys hear me talk about PE? Price to earnings tells you how much you are paying for each dollar of earnings. Price to sales. You guys know when I say PE, uh, it doesn't have a PE, and we go to price to sales. Tells you how much investors are willing to pay for each dollar of sales. Price to growth, PEG. I don't look at this one too much, but it is important to look at. Debt to equity. This is where uh, Disney comes into just crazy, crazy skyrocket thing. They have too much debt. Return on equity. Uh, price to free cash flow. EV to EBITDA. I stick to probably these top two most often. Price to earnings and price to sales. I, I just don't like going into depth on things. I like to, you know, look at those two things. Uh, other than my core um, core holdings like Apple, things of that sort, I'll go into a little deeper. But I'll include those cheat sheets on the um, in the newsletter. I like them. They're super super helpful. I think uh, my weekly stock pick. His weekly stock pick this week is Microsoft. If you if you're not subscribed to my weekly stock pick, uh, my weekly stock. I think it's just my weekly stock. Um, myweeklystock.substack.com. Um, you can see the performance tracking is unbelievable. Um, his pick this week is uh, my pick, November sixth through through tenth, uh, Microsoft, and he explains his method methodology, everything. Let's take a look at Microsoft. I'd be a little bit skeptical of investing in Microsoft today. Um, it has run, and and we're in this. My algorithm has you in at three sixteen. The only reason I would say I don't wouldn't mind you buying, uh, you know, I, I don't know that I'd necessarily trade this one. I would probably wait for it to get towards three thirty. I've said this before. I think Microsoft is a three hundred and thirty dollar solid long term play. Three forty, even better. But you've covered this gap. You've got kind of a top coming in, um, you know, an all time top at three sixty five. So if we go and we look at Microsoft, let's see, you're trading at 356. 366 is your all-time high, and it's the 52-week high. But it's an all-time high. You're up 47% this year. The average target price is 407. So I, I, I while I think you could get into this, I mean, the most recent, uh, they have a 413. I just think, you know, for long-term, I think you're fine. For short-term, huh, it's a, it worries me a little bit. Um, but speaking of Microsoft, Dan Niles put out, uh, he went on CNBC and he spoke um, uh, about his top two picks in the uh, in the, the, the Magnificent Seven. I have the grade eight. And the only difference between the Magnificent Seven and the grade eight is that I added Netflix. I think Netflix deserves to be in that group of, of stocks. Um, but the two favorites for Dan Niles are uh, Amazon and Meta. 
Uh, barbell investing right now with above plus beaten up sectors such as the Russell 2000, consumer stakeholders, biotech, China tech, semi solar that are uh, through their inventory corrections. So Amazon's actually our favorite of the magnificent because they beat operating profits by 40%. We think uh, we're going to get a year end rally. The market is entering. It's understand this guy was a bear up until like a week ago. And now he says, oh, we're going to have a year end rally. Um, I like him. I think he's very good, but I do think he goes on there and talks his book an awful lot. Um, so Amazon, I, I love Amazon. Listen, I, I've said I bought $20,000 worth of Amazon, not thinking it was going to get to 140, uh, within a, a, a week, but it did. Uh, I put $20,000 into this at 120 and, 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 you know, listen, that's a $20 oh God. Um, that's almost a 30, 40% gain in one week on $20,000. So I don't know that I'm going to take profits. If I do take profits, it's going to be off my long-term gain. So there was some question about how do you trim? How do you decide all this stuff? So I I bought $20,000 worth of Amazon. I have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of Amazon stock. So what will I do? Uh, those Amazon stock, I think I even posted this in the newsletter. Um, oh, it was part of the paid newsletter. So yeah, if you want to pay, uh, on the weekends, I do paid newsletters. And if you want to pay, um, you can, you know, you get, you get my free newsletter every day. I include notes on the pot. I include everything like that. Um, but I do have weekend, weekend, uh, newsletters. And in fact, I went over uh, how I played Amazon and it's just down here. There's, uh, my Amazon position and why I bought, um, Let's see. The the 140 price is my hypothesis and is clear double top uh, on this weekly chart. The first step to get through that is the 200 day at 134. Um, the reason I like this price point, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, here we go. The last time I purchased a large chunk of Amazon was five years ago, 2-1-2018. So on February 1st, I bought at $70.26 per share. That was an even larger purchase than $20,000. That was a significant portion. I'm up 81% on that buy. And and could I have, you know, trimmed this uh, back here? Absolutely, I could have trimmed this back in January of 2022. I didn't. I just held on to it. So what I wanted to do was set up a position, a, a base at 120. So I bought $20,000 more. Now at 140, when I see this, it just passed 140. Now, when I see this past 140, I got to make the determination, am I going to sell uh, that long-term stuff at $70 and, and take the capital gains and then look for this one to get back to 180? Because I think that's where this one's going. I think it's going to 180. If we have a rally, these Magnificent Seven are going to lead the rally. So that's my thought process. That's how I do it. Again, it was in a paid newsletter. Uh, I put it in the paid newsletter. So if you like that kind of thing, pay. I do a weekend newsletter. That's essentially it. And I am going to raise the price probably this week. I'll put it up to 90 bucks. Doesn't mean that the people who have currently paid, if you're in, when I started the newsletter back in June, I think it was at $50, 50, 60 bucks a year uh, or five, $6 a month. I usually do that kind of thing. Um, I will basically give it, you know, your price doesn't go up. As long as you renew at that price, your price doesn't go up. Uh, if you get out of it and then get back in, you have to pay the new price. But as I raise the price of the newsletter, because more archival footage gets in there, because there's usually a batch of, um, uh, of uh, newsletters that are, are fairly good, um, then as I put more educational stuff in there, I'm going to raise the price. I mean, just simple as that. But if you're in there, it doesn't affect your price whatsoever. Uh, Amazon, 140 is the resistance. Look, clear. Clear as day. Back in August, we got to 140. We need to get through past that 140 you know, and hold in order for this to be, and, and here, this is what's great about 140. Look at this. This is a weekly chart of Amazon. That's the 50 day. You had this death cross. Now, since that death cross, you've been in a, a trend upward uh, in August. And then in August, you trended downward, but that 50 day still moved positive. You just came back. Uh, I do think we see a year end rally. I think we get back to something, uh, something uh, a little more towards probably 160 by the end of the year on Amazon. Um, but I'm not worried about buying it even at 140 
because you're probably fine. Uh, Tesla, let's talk about Tesla because Tesla has just been in a crazy, crazy run. Um, and Jim Cramer came out and he said he didn't like uh, the Cybertruck. Um, I would argue that over the weekend, this came out. This is a matte black Cybertruck. It, it's not. It, it's basically a wrapped Cybertruck in a matte uh, black um, uh, PPF, which is paint protection film. Uh, <laughs> it looks amazing. Amazing. This truck looks amazing. Uh, right now, I want one. Uh, Jim Cramer is absolutely 100% wrong about Tesla. And if you want, I put this short in right here. You see, that's Mr. Jim Cramer on my short thing. You can go watch one minute thing. Tesla, uh, I think with that matte black um, uh, Cybertruck, it's up at 222. Uh, I don't think that that Cybertruck is going to move the needle on this, but I do think full self-driving moves the needle on this. And I think when version 12 comes out, if there's as much hype about version 12 as there was on version 11, uh, I think, you know, it, it's going to be crazy. Tesla, my guess is uh, that Tesla is up because Elon is talking about Starlink, um, they're, they're, the uh, SpaceX um, uh, uh, kind of satellites that are going up there to provide internet. He's talking about that one going public. He's also talking about the new uh, Twitter uh, AI model. So he launched a new AI model based on Twitter. Yeah, it's probably going to be something huge. I mean, he can merge that one with the uh, the vision of uh, of, um, uh, of of Tesla full self driving, the the uh, Operation Dojo, which is what it's called. Yeah, if he merges those, th- this one is just go nuts. So yeah, look, we're at sixteen percent up. 16% and your 200 day, you had your death cross. Remember we looked at that death cross here on on uh, Amazon? Yeah, it's going up. So I like that one. I, I like Tesla. Um, I, I think this one gets back probably. It's the only one of, of the, t- the seven that I'm really worried about though. Um, SMCI. Look, there's a 16% candle in the morning and it's down 5% with earnings. I still like this to go back to 300. You're at 256. I, I continue to say it. I think this 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 50 day, you can see that 50 day right there. It's traveling right along the 200 day. You had a death cross. I don't think it's going to be a death cross very long. These guys had earnings. They have a supply problem. They can't get enough chips. If they got more chips, they'd have more business. That's the only problem with this business. So uh, Hustle Hacker asked me on YouTube um, on Friday, Hey, he said, can you talk about AMC? Will there be another short squeeze like GameStop back in 2021? Um, AMC, I I mean, this is what's hard to know about AMC. You can't determine that there will be a short squeeze. The, the, The way they've avoided short squeezes is because AMC diluted their shares. And they just basically put out their 100 million more shares. So they have uh, 200 million shares floated. That's going to be hard for anybody to actually short. The short interest is only 7%. Nobody even wants to short this one. They will short it when it goes down to 4 and $5, about $11. And you can see it's kind of a little bit of upward trend. I don't think you hold this one. This is the problem. They're losing $741 million. Okay. The cash on hand. They have about $400 million. They only have six months of actual cash left. What happens? They declare bankruptcy. And then in bankruptcy, everybody gets wiped out. Shareholders get wiped get get wiped out. So you can see, look, Enterra Capital, 10% owner, they got out. They got out completely. Um, Adam Aaron was selling a bunch. I know that. Uh, here, this this dude sold 195,000 shares uh, just back on August 25th at, uh, you know, cost of zero. I mean, he exercised his options, cost of zero. But Adam Aaron was selling a ton of this stock uh, in the past. In January, he, told it, he sold a ton. Um, yeah, I, I, there is no reason to hold AMC. They have not proven that they can take their debt and make a business out of this. Now, understand... That AMC had a huge, huge quarter with a Taylor Swift movie. 
still not going to take it out of the doldrums. I think you trade this one. You do not hold this hoping for a short squeeze. You can, if, if short squeezes were that easy to figure out, everybody would be in them. You basically trade this, and, and the way you trade this is on a short time frame. And when you start to see a short squeeze uh, get in there, you can't tell if it's a short squeeze. You just can't. So I'd be very, very careful with AMC, but it has been a money loser, Hustle Hacker. Uh, just be aware. Uh, Chris from the newsletter, uh, he commented, I have been trading Elf for quite a while now and done, and I've done well, but the winner and buy today before earnings is COTY, Cody. I added to my position today at 972 with a price target of 1269. The CFO, director, 10% investor, et cetera, have all been hoarding shares in the recent month and a half. Uh, button hook on the four hour. This should pop up on Tuesday if it doesn't call premiums. Have always been good on this stock that I don't mind holding. So let's look at COTY. Um, I don't know anything about the makeup world. I, I trust Sherry and I trust other women to tell me about the makeup world. And they told me about Elf. I mistakenly bought Ulta. I bought Ulta, and I'm way down on Ulta. Um, but here's Cody. Cody has a nice $9.34 buy right before their earnings. Um, and if you remember Elf, Elf on earnings, they blew away earnings. And and they were taken down just based on some, some selling. I think it was selling. Um, this is a 10% period during the, the, the period after earnings, just the four hours. It, the low was 90 uh, the high was 105. Right now, you're trading at 96. Again, you're putting in the middle. You have inside candles. Inside is going to be trading within this range. Outside, you don't know if it's going to go up, if it's going to go down. You ha- just had this death cross. I'd be a little bit concerned on this one, but I think ELF, uh, as far as valuation, uh, if we go over here to Finviz and we look at ELF, um, the average target price is 140. Uh, you've been trading all the way up to 140. Um, the 52 week high, you're 31% down from it. The 52 week low was 41, 47. So I don't expect it, but you know, you're making what your PE is 45, your forward PE is 31. So if we look at COTY on the other hand, um, uh, the PE 17, I mean, you know, if Elf is, is, is growing like that and, and if uh, Cody grows on the same thing year to date, Cody's only up 13. Your target price is 1269. He's right. And you look at the, the, the buys. I mean, they're buying at $10.29 and Cody is selling at, let's see, let's go over here. So they're buying at 10. These guys are buying at 10. If you got in at under 10, you're golden. And and they know something, $9.34, you're at $9.77. And look, these dudes are buying at, just back in September, $10.80. And it's not small amounts. The value is $32 million. 10% 10% owner, jab. And then the uh, director bought $5 million worth. So yeah, they're, they're buying a ton of this and they're buying it at $10, $10.80. And you're getting in at $9, Chris, I, golden, golden, high five. I, I think it's a solid trade. Uh, Sheila asked me to go over BOF, Sheila from Spotify, uh, branch out foods. Let's look at BOF, boy. This has been just this has been a nightmare stock. <laughs> I don't think this is a good stock. Um, you know, the good news is the algorithm loses you eight percent over two years uh, for buying just eight percent. But God, your uh, if you bought oh, oh it's an IPO, so it IPO'd up here. Did it IPO as a SPAC? Looks like no. I guess it IPO'd. BOF, let's look at BOF, see if Finviz has anything on BOF. Uh, I tell you to stay away from, from um, oh, this is, okay, Branch Out Foods, micro cap, market cap of only $6 million. They only have 4 million shares. Stay away from it. There's no reason it could be in this one. It's a penny stock. You're going down to, it, it, I, they're losing, let's see, they have uh, $6 million in market cap. Their income, they're losing $4 million. They have $4 million shares out there, but they only have $3 million of actual cash. You're going to get diluted. Absolutely, 100%, you're going to get diluted. Um, it looks like the director, they're buying in here. Um, it looks like in June at 4 and $5. I, I'd, I'd get out. I w- there's no reason to be in this one. Uh, honest to God, Sheila, it's just, it, that's a money loser. Uh, Alex says, thank you from Spotify. 
Thank you for your podcast. What three indicators available in the Fidelity app would you say are important to look at when having extra cash to buy new stock to hold on to it for at least a year? So I don't think it's the indicators that you look at to to buy. I think, Alex, what you're looking at is an entry point. And and Fidelity app, I I love the Fidelity app. Let's just take Apple, for instance, because you're going to hold Apple for over a year. So really what you want to look at in, in, in any chart uh, if you're going to look at for a, a long term, I would say over a year, look at the weekly first. And if the weekly, if you're down, you know, like Apple hugs that that 50 day and it, it typically when it goes under the 50 day, you don't have a short time to get back over the 50 day. So in my mind, I think that's what you would use for Apple is just the 50 day. And, and that's an indicator as well. Now you can look at the MACD when the MACD, MACD is my favorite indicator to use. And when the MACD is down um, and, and it's, you know, under the, it looks like it's going to cross this, the strike. I think that's when you can get into, you look down here, uh, January, 2023, the MACD was way down on the weekly and it looked like it was going to cross up. That's when Apple was at 135. Good entry point. Look at the MACD down here. It was down at minus four um, in June, 2022. And the stock was trading at 130. And then you went all the way up to 167. But, you know, you can never tell uh, when a a really good entry point for a long term is. So that's why you have to stick to good companies with good products, with good management and good earnings uh, to ensure that this this trend is going up for a year. But as far as indicators to look at, I would use a a 50 day moving average with the 200 day because you're really looking at a long term. So the 50 and the 200 and then MACD and RSI. And, and, and I look for entry points. I wouldn't look for, oh my God, uh, you know, this one looks like it's going to cross up right now. Because if we go to the four hour, I mean, mind you, the four hour was built uh, around COVID and I didn't want to lose 40%. And so you look at Apple now, it does look like it's a good time to buy uh, now because 171 was the buy-in. You're at 178. We've had our earnings. There's no more real catalyst going on in this one. You're going to bump up against that 200-day on the short term, which is going to provide some resistance at 181. But then you go to the weekly and you say, you know, hey, it's hugging that 50-day. It's not quite under that 50-day. The 50-day would be 165. I don't know that I necessarily want to get into this on, on a long term at one uh, 178. I think 170 is probably a better price. So you'd be patient with it. Uh, now, that 180 might be a great price if all of a sudden we go up to 200. You look at Amazon and 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 you look at th- these indicators. And on the four hour, you can see the MACD has just taken off. The RSI completely oversold at 70. You go to a weekly on um on uh Amazon and and the 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 200 day right here uh is or the 50 day across the 200 day back here on December 5th. The stock was trading about 127, went all the way down to about 84 in January. And now the 50 day is starting to move positive. This one, I would have no problem buying right now. Look at that. I mean, you're just closing in on the 200 day. The 50 day has just started to move positive. So in my mind, a good company with good growth, with good earnings and good management, this one's just going to continue to go more north. Has it reached a plateau? I don't think so. I think there's still more room to grow. So Alex, I I think it's more about less indicators, more moving averages when you're talking about long-term. That's just my personal opinion. But I, you know, I go back to, Hey, look at the Bollinger Bands, look at, you know, the, the 50 day, the 200 day, look at the, (coughs) excuse me, look at the MACD and look at the RSI. I think that that's your go-to on that one. Uh, Zach, Nextera Energy, NEE, low PE compared to the industry, good gross net margins, but downgraded on October 5th by KeyBank. Your thoughts, NEE. I'm not a super energy person. And typically when I go in on this, I know I've heard about Nextera Energy just being a, a dying company. And I don't know the details behind it, but I did re- I, I just remember in the back of my mind uh, about Nextera Energy just being a bad thing. Now, they, they're regulated electric. Um, that's what it is. Okay. So this is really a utility. Uh, so while it's an energy company, I think it's more of a utility than an, uh, than, than an, uh, than an energy company. Now you can see 
We had buys here. Yeah, yeah, huge buy. Nextera bought back their own stock. Um, $75 million worth at 24. Uh, right now you're trading at uh, uh, NEE 59. Great buy. Did they really buy at 24? I guess they did. That's a manipulated price though, I think. Um, I don't know what to think about this one. I, I would probably look at, yeah, KeyBank overweight. They didn't bring down the price target. The average target price is 72. Um, I would look at more their earnings. Um, we're surging today, Motley Fool. Uh, that's from November 2nd. When were their earnings? Let's go back and look because I remember their earnings. Uh, it was October 23rd. So let's go back here and we're going to look at October 23rd. Um, next air earnings, earnings beat. Uh, why is next rocketing today? Here we go. I think they, they, they must have had something to do with earnings, but I would read through that, Zach. I think that's probably your best bet. I, I Again, Nextera Energy, read these with a grain of salt. It's kind of like, you know, um, when Bill Ackman came on and said that uh, all hell is coming for uh, during COVID, and then you find out the guy's short, short the market. They talk their book. And that's what a lot of this Motley Fool stuff is. They talk their book. Um, you can look at who the author is, Matt Matthew DiLalo. D- and you can look to see if he's got a, um, a, 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 a an investment in it. A lot of these guys talk their book. Uh, Next energy, energy generated third, strong third quarter as its earnings and cash flow growth accelerated in the second half as anticipated. Meanwhile, the company provided more details on its revised financing. That's what happened and growth strategies. These updates helped show the market that the company can deliver on its revised growth. With more clarity on its growth, the steep uh, sell-off in NextEra partners still nearly down 70% from its 52-week high, even after today's rallies looks compelling uh, at that price point. I, I can tell you it, it probably was compelling ar- around this time at 51. At 59, am I, do you expect it to go back? The 50 days moving positive. I can't argue with that. The problem that I have with buying at this price is that RSI is super, super high. Doesn't mean that it still can't go up. The 50-day starting to turn. The 200 still is is in a short term. Uh, you wouldn't need a huge move to get this back to a support level at 67. But is it worth it? I just don't know. I mean, if we look at NextEra, their their dividends 3.12. Uh, I think there's more exciting things in the market. But Zach, I, I don't think it's a bad thing if they have shown that that they've got earnings now. Uh, the huge sell-off here. I mean, this was just a couple of days from 66 down to 50. I remember that. And, and go and look at it. The the, the problem was the financing, I think. Uh, Manuel uh, from Spotify wants me to look at WAL. Uh, let's see. WAL is Western Alliance Bank Corp. Whew, a bank. Uh, let's see. 41 is the uh, four-hour algorithm buy-in. You're at 47. Great. I mean, your past earnings... Your dividend X date is November 16th. Let's see what they pay as far as the dividend goes. Um, And let's look at, this is a regional bank. God, regional banks, I I mean, this is one that you go back to March of this year and it it was halved from 72 down to 27. Um, It opened to 12. I mean, it's just opened to 12. Uh, Year to date, you're down 20%. The average target price is 59. You're trading at 47 um, the most recent resumed coverage from Piper Sandler, sixty dollars. Uh, I think it was Bill Gross said this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to buy into regional banks. Um, I don't know much about this particular one. Uh, I think you're right in the middle of either a strong recovery back up to seventy dollars, or you have something else break and you go back down to thirty one. I, I, you know, Bill Gross, smart, smart guy. If we just, go, let's go to Twitter and, and we can look at Bill Gross because he, he, he did say, I believe he said it was once in a lifetime opportunity to buy um, regional banks. And he gave his, uh, his, uh, his uh, favorites in the regional banking sector. But I didn't look this up before. Uh, Bill Gross, um, is this him? Let me see. No, <clears throat> Bill Gross Investor 
Twitter. Let's see. Real Bill Gross. Maybe this is it. Yeah. This is him. Ironically, he's not paying. <laughs> he's not paying for uh, the, the blue check mark. Neither am I. I should. I, I, I'm thinking about it. But regional bank falling knife has hit bottom. I'm buying TFC, CFG, KEYFHN. So I'll include this in the newsletter um, for you because I think, Manuel, I would probably trust Bill Gross over myself as far as those regional banks go. But it's TFC, CFG, KEY, and FHN. I would say that that might provide a better opportunity than uh, WAL. It's the regional bank sector. You know what I like? I mean, you know, if you're going to gamble on one, why not gamble on, on them all? Gamble on D- DPST. I mean, DPST is the uh, the triple-levered regional bank. It's a triple-levered bull. If you think uh, WAL is going to go up, just invest in them all because I think they'll all go up. Uh, you can see that this DPST, um, it hasn't been – on the algorithm, it loses you 76%. Uh, on the um, – uh, just buying and holding, you lose 90%. It's a decaying asset. This is 100% a trade. But there is a nice little gap up here at 75. We haven't turned. The 50-day is still moving down, but it's getting more even. The 200-day, still down, but it's getting more even. If this turns around and you get a golden cross of the 50-day, then then we're probably back up here above this trend line at 114. Because if we just look at a weekly of this one, and, and remember, it's a decaying asset. So you're going to have things that move down. But look at this. If we're just, this is just a short term since April 2021, you fell off a cliff in March of this year. And that was with Silicon Valley Bank just going down. If we recover back to the normal trend line, that will be about $100. So I think getting back to that 70, not crazy. So uh, I think it's good. Okay, let's talk about scans. First one, PXD. Uh, remember, the tops is about, you're going to get about $257 of Exxon if this one's completed in uh, in January. $243.70 uh, PXD. Next one that is in the core portfolio, Devon. Uh, this one, buy under 50, sell over 50, 47 45 Their earnings are coming up this week. Tomorrow, I think it's post-market uh, tomorrow. Let's see. Let me see in TrendSpider where it says, yeah, post-market tomorrow, November 7th. Devin, they could do a special dividend, could post more things. Who knows? Uh, Lily, this one on the pullback, I like it on the pullback. Just understand, I mean, the value of this one is crazy. And I will bring up Amgen has a cross-up as well. We talk about the the weight loss drugs. Amgen is coming out with theirs. Uh, It's not out yet. Lily has the jump on this one. Uh, But... Amgen, cross up at 269. Uh, Albemarle, ALB, um, this one, a cross up in our energy sector. It has been, by the way, um, I think it's lithium or uh, no, uranium. Uranium stocks have been on a, just a tear. Um, I, you know, th- that, if you want to invest in uh, uranium or uh, yeah, uranium, it's, it's nuclear stuff. But one twenty nine fifty eight, Albemarle, uh, in the energy sector as well. CVX, Chevron. We talked about when will Chevron be a buy? Looks like one forty six. I mean, it looks like the the recovery might be on one forty six. You got the MACD crossing down as low as it's crossed down ever. Uh, you got the the RSI still uh, low at at, at forty. So uh, that one's a good one. Uh, let's look at this one, ALGN. This one is, is kind of one of those that I always talk about the reaction uh, is an overreaction in the market. You have this gap down on earnings. I don't know what the gap down is for, but it's Align Technologies, ALGN. And this gap goes from 252 down to 200. You broke the, the, two, uh, the two handle and you got down here. The buy-in is at 200. This one could be an interesting one in that this reaction could be an overreaction. Maybe you get a nice 10% rally back to cover half the gap. Uh, yeah, yeah, the death cross going into this. This, just back in September, this was a $360 stock. I don't know anything about it. Understand, I'm not going to look at the fundamentals. I'm just looking at the chart. So do your due diligence. ADP, same kind of thing. 
You just had you ran up into the earnings and then you ran down on the earnings and then you gap down during their earnings and you go down even further. But the cross up is 221. You have this gap up here between 230 and 237. Same thing. You're under your 200 day. You just had the death cross. Could be an opportunity. Could just be a, a, a trap for you. Uh, Ford. Uh, Ford has a cross up. This one I think could come back to 11. And the reason I say 11, you've got the um, you've got the, uh, the the strike over with, over and done with. You've also got them making sense of, hey, maybe we won't go 100% electric because our uh, ICE vehicles are doing so well. Maybe we'll go more of a hybrid kind of style. And I think Ford is best positioned for that type of uh, re- that type of thing. If you get some type of um, Republican administration in the next uh, election, I think you're going to see a lot of that, hey, go forward with electric, probably get pushed back. I'm all for the go forward electric. I have an electric vehicle. I love it. I I will not go back to gas, but I am probably not the majority of people. So just be uh, be careful with Ford. I, I, I think it's a solid company. I just think Jim Cramer hypes it too much. Uh, I think their trucks are plastic. I think the, the vehicles are actual crap. Um, I would not buy a Ford. I would not buy a GM. But for trading the stock, I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. Uh, GE. We had a cross up here at 108.97. It's kind of been floundering. Now the algorithm, here's the algorithm. The algorithm over two years makes you 40%. If you just bought and held over two years with GE, you've made 27%. So the algorithm makes sense for you to buy. Uh, You win. uh, The average win is 17%. You win to only 28% of the time. So understand that this is a little bit stretched. Probably, you know, to get to 114, 115 might be a little bit of a stretch again. But if we look at a long term on this one, it looks like they've turned things around. Definitely looks like since January of this year, They've been going on a solid path. You just had that golden cross. Now, the 50-day might start moving negative. This might have to come back down to under 100. So be careful on that. Now, let's talk about sponsors. Uh, Like I said, if you made it this far, support the podcast. Just go to my link tree. Uh, Look at all the socials that you can do. The the Trendspider Black Black Friday sale goes on for one more hour, uh, probably another day. I think it's just the early bird bonus goes away. Um, but you can save up to 82%. Go and get it. There's a monthly option, a yearly option, and a yearly prepay option. Um, all of the charts that I use are TrendSpider. Seeking Alpha, I love Seeking Alpha. Um, I get their emails every morning. I love the emails. You can get a $50 off coupon um, that gets you, I think it's $189. Uh, that 2400 Pro, you don't need uh, you need this, you know, it's asking me to upgrade to pro now it's a $50 off. It's 189. Uh, but I like it. And I love, I love two, th- a few things, the, the portfolio, the core portfolio with this, the score. I really like it, the ease of importing this. And then it tells you which stocks you should probably get out of the quant ratings. I absolutely love. I think, uh, one of the things that I'm thinking about doing is just buying the top rated quant stock and then selling it a week or two later when it, when it kind of dings down from a buy to hold, um, to see how that works. That might be an opportunity for me to do, but their market data, uh, the market data that I like and uh, the market data I think is free. So you should be using the click on the link. Don't even pay. Just set up an account. But the the free one, I really like this. I mean, look at the 52-week range of the sectors, the equity factors, the global equities, countries, um, bonds. I mean, look at the bonds. Bonds have moved down. The 20-year treasury, you're down near the bottom down there. Um, uh, the, the, the high-yield bonds. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really, really like this. I, I like the, this, this chart in particular, I really like. Um, and then the third one, Weeble. If you don't have Weeble, I love Weeble. Uh, I'll include in the newsletter the, the morning email that I get that tells me, hey, here's the economic calendar for the week. Um, I trade in Weeble. I bought a bunch of TQQQ last week and I bought uh, a bunch of um, uh, IONQ, those two, and I'm up on both. So, um, I really, really like the, the, the Weeble, uh, daily stock pick newsletter. You can sign up for the free one, or you can sign up for the paid one, either one. Uh, but d- d- there's the link there visible. If you're ever paying anything more than $25 a month for your phone service, go and get visible. I I'm on this $25 a month one. It's unlimited. And it's not like you get $25 and then fees and charges on top of that. It's $25. 
It's literally $25. So you get $20 off your first month. Your first month is only $5. Um, so there's that one. Uh, AT&T Fiverr for your house if you're going to buy a Tesla. If you want to follow me on Savvy Trader, uh, I have two portfolios on Savvy Trader. There's the trading portfolio and the uh, the core portfolio. So you can see the core portfolio. The core portfolio is basically stocks that um, uh, you should buy. You absolutely 100 should buy uh, if you're starting a portfolio. I think it's 36 stocks in there. Trading portfolio, these are more uh, just traders uh, and, and things of that sort. Um uh, you know, I have my IONQ in there and my TQQQ. I don't know. Did I put IONQ? Yeah, I did put IONQ in there. You can look at the history of it. Uh, but Savvy Traders, 100% for free. You can see everything that I do. Uh, upgrade to Pro. They no longer have the Savvy Trader AI. I like the Savvy Trader AI. I really did. I, I thought it was, but I'm not willing to pay for it. So I, I get that one for free. Um, any other thing, it's on the link tree. Okay, I'll be back tomorrow. You guys take care. Remember, I'm going to do shorts. So I'll, I'll respond to your comments now on YouTube. Okay, take care, guys. Bye. I wake up to the sound of the trading bell. My heart starts to pound. Daily stock day trading podcast in my ears. Guiding me through my hopes and fears. Tune in daily. Don't miss a single show. Sign up for the newsletter. Let us help you grow. Taking risks, making moves, seeking success. Together we'll conquer. No room for any less. Every morning I wake up to the sound of the trading bell. My heart starts to pound. Daily stock pick trading podcast in my ears. Guiding me through my hopes and fears. <laughs>